There's no stronger wind blowing than the one that blows tonight up the canyon from the desert. Hey, you don't know wrong from right. Don't give a damn about your convictions. Or what did you endorse? You run up your abstractions and I'll blow you from off course. You better run. Okay. Now we're gonna get going. Alright. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Kayak Nerds. My name is Ryan, and I'm here with Alan. And today we have a special guest. His name is Josh. How do you say it? Oberlies. Oberlies. I say Oberlies because that's how I remember to spell it. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever language, there's, there's many ways to say it. But uh, yeah, welcome to the Kayak Nerds, and I think we're going to jump right into it. Alan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't need to uh, have too long of a preamble on this one. This is a pretty interesting story. I think Josh has a pretty amazing adventure queued up for us today that we wanted to share with everybody. And um, yeah, though, Josh, I think we did have one question for you as we uh, start our day here. Um, You know, obviously, we're all kayak nerds sitting around this table. And uh, (laughs) our audience has maybe heard a little bit of our backstory over some some episodes, but we wanted to hear from you. And can you give us a, a little brief kind of explanation of you know who you are and where you're coming from and really why do you kayak where where did that come from for you all right will do um well i was born and raised in colorado aurora colorado um my river and kayaking uh, adventure starts at uh, western state college up in gunnison um i went to school there i ran track and field i was a pole vaulter in high school um state champion pole vaulter actually and uh, really <laughs> yeah a two-time state champion and uh went to, went to school there to go to track and and see what i wanted to go to and uh i originally was going to be a history teacher changed that to geology and um what happened when i went on a geology trip um in the summer uh with my hydrology teacher and went to... So this is college. Yeah, this is college. So this is how I started to kayak. And I love this great story. Um, went down to um, Pagosa Springs mm-hmm. and went up to the Wemenuge River. I think you say it right. But, um, and I was doing bedload samples and velocity readings. And it was paid. And it was two weeks. Um, ended up finishing uh, that up. But the last day, I uh, went rafting with uh, one of the other people. And it was the first time I ever went rafting and everything. Um, and uh, just went down the San Juan right into town, and just the, the daily float, and uh, was mesmerized. We ended up driving, or, like a week later, ended up going to CKS, bought the beginner's package, really? uh, Wave Sport Z, yeah, uh, helmet, skirt, PFD, um, and a boat. Uh, I was in Gunnison at the time, it was June, I mean, it was 5,000 CFS, I went to the Whitewater Park, I had no idea what I was doing, I hopped in my boat. <laughs> Um, I knew, you know, I just knew that though, you, you know, this handle has to be out. You pull the handle and get out of your boat. Um, I was in Boy Scouts. I did a lot of paddling with like rowing and canoeing. So I kind of had a feel for the paddle and everything. So I, <laughs> in the play park, I just started floating down and I'm in the, I'm in a t-shirt, like the Gunnison River is freezing cold. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what, ridiculous. What, what year was doing. this for reference? Uh, 2000 that. and 2005. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 2005. And, um, hopped in. And there's a, I, I just hopped in where above the two play holes that are there and kind of was on the far right side, bounced down on the rocks and got in the eddy. 
bounced down the second, got out, walked over. That was fun. Okay. I got in again and I, and I was by myself too. So all the things you shouldn't do. Um, and you hadn't been in a pool. No, uh, you hadn't tried anything really first. No, yeah. Fantastic. I had no idea you could even flip over my pants. <laughs> Ignorance. Did YouTube exist? Truly like blissed. <laughs> Bliss. So, um, and so I, I got in again and I went out a little bit further in the middle and I ended up getting, you know, I was totally fine. And I, Got out, walked up. I did it five times. And the last one, I went right down the middle. And I just, like, charged it. It was awesome. I felt that energy that I think everybody who is probably going to listen to this, it feels when you're, like, addicted to kayaking in that moment. And that was it. And um, the next day, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to go to the river again. But I'm going to run down river. So mm -hmm. by myself, went, went to the put-in over by uh, Garlic Mike's. Shout out to them. I worked for them for four years. Um, <laughs> Put in right there. That's where the put in is, anyways. Um, ended up going down, and it was high water still. I was by myself. I was just floating. I was wondering why I kept spinning backwards. <laughs> you guys know. <laughs> you know, I was like spinning around. I had no idea. Um, no idea what concepts, of eddies, anything. And then I see this like white water coming. I'm like, well, it's white water kayaking. We're supposed to, yeah. You know, supposed to hit it. And so, and so I went in and I crushed this this hole. And it, I flipped immediately. I swam. I swam all my stuff to shore. And long story short, I got back in, went down to the play park. I ended up swimming nine more times at the play park um, and just got beat up. I, I have a brutal scar on my shin from it. From that day? Yeah. Wow. So the river was pretty much saying, like, first day, is like, hey, let me show you how awesome I am. And then the next day, it was like, now you need to learn. <laughs> you know? And here I am as an instructor. And to give you background, I guess, um, I ended up... Uh, not going, studying, ge oh, I studied geology, I got a minor in geology, um, and I changed my degree to recreation, outdoor leadership, and uh, became kayak instructor, um, was a ACA kayak instructor in 2006, so I, like, immediately just rolled into yeah. it. Pretty fast track. Yeah, just yeah. rolled into oh. it, it was, it was fun. Um, and then, uh, with Kent Ford, who was my instructor, trainer, educator, you know, we're, like, good friends, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, um, See where I was going with it. Um, yeah, I ended up uh, studying all of that. Ended up uh, graduating, heading down to Chile. Ended up doing ten seasons, more or less, eight seasons down in Chile. Came back here, worked on the Arkansas River as a kite instructor, ref guide, and a stand-up paddle instructor, um, and uh, just slowly grew into instructor training with rafting and kayaking. Yeah. So a little bit of a fast slash. Yeah. How did you? I got a couple. Well, <laughs> a couple things. How did you? decide <clears throat> that a kayak was a thing for you after going on a raft trip? Uh, I saw a few kayakers um, playing around and I actually always... Were they just like floating like, around fun. or was it like... Yeah, they were, were just they, like, like, doing play tricks park. or... No, they were actually just floating around. They were floating down. Yeah. Um, no one was like, surfing That's or anything. It. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. a kayak. And so obviously like a raft for me, like, okay, that's, that's, that's more I can handle. Like, right. I need a lot of people for that. The kayak is, you know, individual right. thing that I can hop in and... Obviously, go by myself. <laughs> well, but I should say now that you're also an excellent raft. Are you a raft instructor as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and you're an excellent, probably the best. I shouldn't say anything about that, but you're a really good raft guide. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then the other question I had is kind of how long did that progression of learning for you take? You went to Chile, okay. like the right right away after. Yeah. So um, ended up uh, finishing up. Um, at Western, but during the time at Western, um, 
I would go to the, the pool every Tuesday and Thursday. I mean, I was the only one there at times. Uh-huh. And I would, I would just roll and roll and roll and roll and try and figure out, try and figure out. Cause so after you taught that, yourself to roll. Uh-huh, yeah. I, after that, um, that day, it, it took me till the end of the summer to get back in the kayak. Cause it's, oh, wow. it spooked me. Definitely. Oh, yeah, right. but that I, I got like, kind of beat up. Yeah. I got beat yeah. up, but it, it was time to kind of go learn. And I was studying it and, and, and get to know. Cause I, I don't know that first day was, you know, got me more than that second day. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. and, and if you, you know, my swims that I've had, before, you know, too. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something to the huh. to what the water does for you. Yeah, but uh, um, I ended up just going to the pool, going to the pool, and then I ended up starting the uh, whitewater club up at Western State, mm-hmm. which um, you know, I'm just getting more people to go boating with, essentially. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and that also helped me with my ACA and going through um, uh, the rec program and finishing that off. Uh, my my internship was a trip leader of a, a 18 day grand trip. Oh, so wow. I like put it all together and, um, because the permit owner or one who won the permit was from Latvia. <laughs> so, wow. um, the professor who ended up sponsoring the whitewater club was like, Hey, this might be a good opportunity to, you know, practice something you want to go into anyways. And my friend in Latvia would really love that help to, set this up seeing how so you planned the whole grand trip like you didn't have an outfitter do it you you did uh, no did did some renting and stuff but um wp also provided quite a bit of gear which is their like rec program um at western right they have they had three rafts for us and then we had some groovers and some some other things that they helped uh make it a little bit more affordable too so but bringing in people from europe and and all over yeah it it was wild and then really the the you guys probably know this best too. You know, that's the group dynamics is always oh, yeah. the oh, wildest down absolutely. there. Absolutely. You know, right. And so that's how me and Alan became friends. <clears throat> right. It was on the grand. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. I didn't know you very well before <laughs> that. And that kind of, then we spent 20 days together. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know. Yeah. Day nine, everybody starts to lose it. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> But if you're managing all of that well, everyone starts to lose it, lose it. But you can kind of like use that and kind of reform it into a really lovely cohesive Indeed. team. I feel so. like everybody's inner child kind of comes out. Oh yeah, time, oh, yeah. And you get a little goofy and silly and fun. And, and if everybody kind of enjoys and rolls with that goofiness that you innately are, anyways, yeah, know, it makes for the rest of it. It's just like you know, way more enjoyable. Bounce around like fairies instead of being stern and like. Ugh. Yeah. Sand everywhere. It's <laughs> you know, like your choice, pants. I guess. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, that's that's a bit of that. I spent a lot of time down in Chile, uh, kayaking down there and doing a lot of instructor training programs down there, um, uh, instructor courses. I also um, had the honor to uh, do one in Brazil, um, and with Fabio, um, who is uh, he works for Knowles. The guy with the hair? Yeah. Fabio. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. Um, he was actually Noel's Instructor of the Year. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Fabio Ramirez, I believe. Or Ramos. Ramos. How'd you end up down there? Why, why like, you did you know somebody? Um, it, actually, I my final year before the Grand Canyon, I went on the Colorado Tour Recreation Experience Corps mm-hmm. out of Western, and it was going to Chile, and it was for the rec program, so we spent three months traveling through Chile. Wow. Went to the north, mountain biking. Went to Pucón, where I ended up working. Didn't actually kayak in Pucón, it was kind of funny. But I uh, went down to Futarafu and kayaked down there. We went surfing in Picharemu. Went down all the way to 
Parque Patagonia. Wow. Um, the, the Patagonia folks kind of bought and uh, setting up as more of a national park instead of you know, massive sheep herding and everything. Wow. We were taking barbed wire fence down. And it was yeah. pretty cool, but ended up meeting uh, Juan Pablo Soron. Uh, he uh, was our guide and instructor down in Fulafu. Well, he left his dry top down there, and I ended up getting it back to him. And so we met up and kind of showed me around. And he has a kayak factory. He bought the old uh, sea kayaks from Dagger. Really? Um, oh, wow. Yeah, my wave sport <laughs> dagger. And so he, he molds them there. I have a brutal scar on my uh, arm from a, a latch. Really? I worked there, yeah, <laughs> for a little bit, just you know, getting by before the season started. But uh, I ended up contacting him when I was finishing up school and just like, hey, I want to go down there. And he offered me to come down and work. And I met some of my best friends, uh, you know, some of the greatest people you ever meet in your life. And, uh, still friends today, and we all worked together on the river and um, ended up going to Pucón, or worked on the Cajón del Maipo, which is right outside of Santiago, and then ended up going to Pucón and got my guide's license there and worked as a safety kayaker and a raft guide and just kayaked around and just so come back cool. and forth, yeah. come back and forth, back and forth. That's um, so cool. Six, eight months. Josh, that's the way to do it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. yeah. All I wanted to do once, I, I don't know, that first day, I guess all I wanted to do was be on the water. I didn't want to do anything. I told my geology professor, who actually was a kayaker too, so he totally understood. <laughs> um, he, uh, I was like, there, he was like, hey, we're having a study session for structural geology tonight. And it was Tuesday night. I'm like, sir, I'm going kayaking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had to go to the pool. It was like my, it, I don't know, I, all, all through my life, I, I've always been a very energetic person. And, um, you know, they put me on Ritalin because I was so energetic. And the, the Should have just put you on the river. Well, that, that's what I'm getting at. I had to go to the pool, and it was, it was what calmed me down. Yeah. And that was the best part about it. And so I totally was just like, <clears throat> I just want to do this because this makes me feel good. And I want to be happy and enjoy life and, and you know, see what comes. That's yeah. so awesome. So that's what the water did, I guess. So. Well, I have to dive a little bit into my background because uh, – I met you in 2016, and uh, we did raft guide training together. Mm -hmm. And I was miserable that entire time. <laughs> and actually, um, Alicia, Ellen's wife, was on that raft guide training mm -hmm. as well. But I remember, it was like day four. I was starting to get a little more comfortable. I think the weather was a little nicer. Um, but it was still high water on the Arkansas, and it wasn't, I don't remember what it was. But we were at Three Rocks. It was like the end of a long day, and we're all scouting this rapid that it's like one of the scarier ones on the river. Out of high water. water. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And we're in raft guide training, and it's like day three. Was that when the sheriff was up there, too, on the side of the road? I don't think so. Because there was no Maybe. Time. But um, <laughs> the group before us, there's like three of us, three separate rafts, and the group before us goes through and flips. And I'm like, oh, God, what's happening? And then we go through and we like scrape through by the skin of our teeth. And I look over and Josh is sitting in the eddy of the three rocks, <laughs> which is a giant <laughs> hole. That's like the thing we've been trying to avoid. And I'm like, I want to be a kayaker. <laughs> That's really cool. And uh, yeah, so I, it, I have to attribute kayaking to you <laughs> for me. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you cool. being there for that. And uh, cool. I, I feel like that gives some perspective to the listeners of, well, there's, I guess, you tell them, I guess, what we're trying to do now, too. We've been working with uh, youth. Uh, yeah. And them to kayak uh, 
in the pool and in the river with Fitbark. So it's been great. Yeah. And I think a fair number of our <laughs> listeners are local or Colorado at least, but here in Slida, uh, Josh and I have been working on a youth paddling program with uh, Fibark, the local nonprofit organization, trying to make trying to get kids in kayaks. Really, and it's all started with that fourth grade kayak. Yeah, and we got, got all it. the fourth graders at Longfellow, and we've done kayaks. that. What? How many kids? hundred kids. hundred kids a year, and we've done four or five years of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of a. That's like my real cool. job. <laughs> it's been awesome. So yeah, but there are kids out there. We're trying to keep the stoke going and trying to get as many kids and people, well, not just kids, but people interested in kayaking because I love it. I think obviously we all do. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, just in case anyone doesn't know, Fibark is the big festival that we have here in Salida. It's the first in boating on the Arkansas. Uh, it's over Father's Day weekend, and it's a huge music festival that they pull in. Um, they will have a, uh, river race. There's a, there's a popular downriver race, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, I think a focus that I would like to see, and this is what you guys are alluding to too, is, um, creating more of a community paddling program mm-hmm. out of the Fibark, uh, energy and history that it yeah. has. This is, Indeed. this year is the 75th year mm-hmm. of Fibark. It's the oldest whitewater festival in the world. America, uh, um, I think I think in the, at least the U.S. At least, at least the, the U.S. US. I don't know. I don't know if it's the world. <clears throat> yeah, they've been doing river festivals for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's been around for a long time, and I don't know. That's enough about Fibark. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun. It's a fun time. We'll uh, we'll be there. I'm it's sure. the best time to be on the river, anyway. So yeah. yeah, come on by. Yeah. <laughs> so an adventure. Yeah. In Mexico, I would. Yeah, so that's that. That's why we called you in today, and thank, thanks for joining us around this table, Josh. And I, I am very excited to hear this story. So, just to set it up, uh, what last August you uh, went down to Mexico to run a river, um, and antics ensued, and uh, there was maybe a class five shuttle involved, uh, all types of things. Uh, I think border patrol was involved, mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah. a truck was involved. Um, a U-Haul was involved. A U-Haul was involved. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's uh, and let's hear it. And a puppy dog. And too. a puppy dog. Oh, puppy man. Dog. I should have brought her. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, as, as a title, we've already kind of settled it. With the, it's called the, the Road to Natura. Um, so, yeah, back in August, um, I got a text from my friend Jackson uh, Bond. Just shout out for him if you're ever in Salida. He's got Alpha Dog Care. Um, and he takes care of a bunch of dogs. He's awesome with them. And so uh, he needed to go on a summer vacation. And he's like, I, there's this place in Mexico that I've just been wanting to go to. And, mm-hmm. he's, and so it's called the Rio Arroz. And uh, it also drains into what they would call the Rio Yaqui. Um, and so uh, he said, hey, you want to go? <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm going to go um, either kayak. And I asked my girlfriend. And I was like basically said, hey, if you want to go, we'll take the raft. If you don't want to go, I'm going in my kayak. This this seems super cool. And she wanted to go. This was her first river trip ever. By oh, the way, wow. Too. Yeah, so. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. yeah. She's been learning to kayak and she, we, we would, you know, just go down the arc and whatnot. And um, she actually has run the, um, the Payette at high water. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and she actually, within, she hasn't even come in kayaking in a full year, but uh, she ran the Mikos. Uh, Back in December, when we were 
back down there. A couple months ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, yeah, a month yeah. ago. Oh, it's February already. Too. It's February. <laughs> Stuff's um, moving. So, yeah, so she's, she's grown from this trip, but uh, um, we ended up bringing the nine-foot raft uh, as the cargo boat. Mm-hmm. So not really necessarily the best one for it, but it was what we <laughs> needed to do because it was so far out there. Jackson ended up being in a kayak. Okay, so we are 2 it, so I was in the raft. Um, and for, um, for all the kayakers out there, a nine-foot raft is short. I know yeah. that's a creek boat length. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a tiny boat. raft. That's yes. our gear boat. Right. Not just a raft, but our gear boat. But it's normally a gear boat would be 14, 16, 14, 18 feet. 16, yeah, right. grand, grand easy, 18 feet. Yep. So, um, and this river isn't necessarily the smallest volume, but it's a class three river, lots of flat water, but... Uh, really wide open rapids. Okay, mm-hmm. so we we kind of there's been people that have run it. About more or less forty people probably run this river wow. because it's just so difficult to get to. Mm. Um, but the white water isn't that bad. And but also the seasons are crazy. I mean, we had fluctuations of overnight when it was raining and when it wasn't raining of three feet a meter. It would go up Which and it would go down. Thousands of CFS. I mean, they're wild, wild. It's all just drainages in in this area. Mm. Um, and we were in the monsoon season, which is the time to go where there's good water and everything. Okay. Um, and so, uh, we ended up, we packed up in Salida, uh, we drove down, uh, to Douglas, Arizona. Um, everything's gone great. We cross over the border, uh, the, uh, Mexican border patrol, uh, you know, talked to us. I am a fluent Spanish speaker. So I just started chatting with them. Hey, where are you? they're asking, where are we going and everything? I don't believe you. <laughs> You're not a fluent Spanish speaker. So I was like. They're, they asked me where we were going. I was like, vamos a, vamos a bajar un rio. Cerca aquí, cerca de Sajaripa. Como cinco horas. And then he actually asked me, where did I learn my Spanish? And then I started talking to him about, like, well, yo viví en Chile hace diez años. Soy instructor de kayak y, y maestro de educación física. Y todo. Um, so, yeah, I was... Kind of chit chatting with them, and we ended up. They were like totally cool. They took my diesel um, five gallon uh, jerry can because you're not allowed to bring combustibles over. Um, it, but at the same time, I was being so nice to them. The guy almost like was like, you know, me on, just like, hey, you know, get out of here. But he ended up taking it because I ended up saying, I was like, hey, I understand. Take it if you have to. Yeah. He was like, okay, disculpe, disculpe. I was like, no, está bien, está bien. <laughs> so he grabbed it and took it away, gave me this little piece of paper, and they actually fist bumped us as we left. And we're like, have fun, enjoy your journey, like, be safe, <laughs> everything. Great people, like, great people down there. That's fantastic. Um, and so we ended up going, and we were headed to Saharipa. And Saharipa is. How long, how long a drive is that from Salida? From Salida. Because uh, that's where you drove from, right? Yeah, let's see. Um, we ended up going to. Uh, what's it called again? Um, Douglas. We went near. Um, we stayed right outside of Douglas the first night. Um, and then. Um, Which crossed is over. in Texas. And so. Uh, uh, no, Arizona? Douglas is Arizona. 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 Yeah, Arizona. Right on the Arizona New Mexico border. Gotcha. And um, uh, that was like eight. 10 hours-ish, um, and then it once we crossed the border, it was about five to six hours on road, Mexican roads, so it's not very far, but there's potholes everywhere. The monsoon season, then we were driving through, um, you know, flooded roads and everything, and wow. so the vehicle I was in was a, was a 2000 um, Dodge Ram 2500 pickup diesel, um, and it's a stick shift five gear, 
That's an important thing for the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if anybody knows diesel and stick shift, um, first gear is really, really, really torquey slow. and slow and, um, and everything. But um, so we're on these roads. Just uh, We ended up getting to Sahariba. We ended up finding the people that uh, Jackson Instagrammed and was like, hey, will you run our shuttle? And she was like, yeah, let's do this. And I don't think she knew it. She... How'd they meet? Like this Instagram. Like founded like So he was just looking for a for a like these aren't somebody boaters. local. More or less, yeah. yeah. And and ended up finding Allison, who's from Arizona, and Allison and Randy um, are the uh, owners and runners of um, La Tierra del Jaguar dot com. And so <laughs> uh, it is it is a website for him. It's a nonprofit where um, it is a Jaguar reserve in a way. But it's also an eco farm and school where they are teaching the locals how to use their land hmm. more efficiently. Uh-huh. Permaculture, uh, everything that you can add into it. And he's actually growing really big with lo- the other towns nearby. And they're all coming together and they're all helping to build greenhouses that are more sufficient, works with the land better. Um, and so these guys helped us out. Um, and she... Was just talking to Jackson. He's like, "Yeah, well, let's do this. He, we're trying to get here to this town called Natora because we wanted to go to uh, uh, Mulatos. And Mulatos, there's a mine that you have to go to to get in. Well, they were doing blasting and everything, and so we weren't. We were denied access to get in. Are you there. saying that's where the put in is, or just like that would be the better put in further upriver, and you'd get a class four rapid with that. Wow. Okay. okay. So but easier put in, easier to get to. A little bit. If you easier. can go through the mine. Exactly. Right. And and you have to have permission. So we we, we were denied permission because of all of that. And also apparently the cart like a cartel like flew in with planes, landed, stole a bunch of gold, and flew away. <laughs> Did so. Okay. Like reading these so texts not from these the people. Best put in. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it doesn't know. have like a river map <laughs> at it, for example. Yeah. That that is in quinientos pesos nada más. <laughs> you can get 500 pesos. You can get in anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we ended up going to Natura. And I, so I have a map in front of me and it's it's a map and it has a straight line on it. It's not a straight line. The road from? Yeah, from uh, Saharipa to Natura. It is 69 miles to get to the put in there. Okay. So when we got to Saharipa, we stayed the night. We got up really early. We ended up packing up. We got everything in and we, we headed out. And Randy was kind of like, hey, like, Warning us, you know, hey, this is a road. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a journey. Yeah, like this is, this is about eight hours. They say it's like five or six, um, but I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, so we, we leave Saharipa after some delicious tacos, nice and early, and we ended up heading onto this road. And this road had a certain color to it, and I ended up seeing this right away that so every color to it yeah it had like this kind of more darkish color where it was like laid dirt, dirt down mm. every turn off had this like red clayish which was more native to the and so we didn't know where we were going that's the thing there's no signs like put it in over here yeah know, <laughs> junction or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, you know so like first turn off and i'm like no let's go left because it was still kind of the main road and so i kind of left that as a note on the as we were going and we're driving on this flat part for maybe, oh, a good five miles of the trip. And you're looking at these these mountains. And, and you see the road starting to kind of like kick through these mountains. And you're just like, whoa. And I, I, we, we all started kind of joking with each other because we all knew that like we were going into something really wild. 
we, we all had this and we're all in the truck and, and we're like, Hey guys, look, we're going up there. And you could literally see this, the road uh, cut out the at the top of this mountain. And it's this almost like fjord straight up out of the ground. You're like, how are we supposed to get up there? You just know? sitting on top of a cliff. I'm driving this whole time. I'm just like, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. And so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm driving. We start going, we start going. Um, and it just starts getting steeper and steeper and steeper. And it gets to points where they've actually paved the super steep parts. And mm-hmm. so you're like, oh, goodness. But it's, I mean, I'm in this massive North Americano, like, truck. This thing's massive compared mm-hmm. to the trucks they drive down there. And so I'm driving. We get to the top and everything. And you get to, and we stopped. And we looked over the valley. You could still see the town. And you looked around the corner. And it was just valley after valley after <laughs> and we had probably only gone maybe at this point no more than eight miles. Wow. <laughs> so, Do you know how high you were? Um, like what elevation you were at? We were, let's see, on the map here I can get something. This is about a thousand. If it's in meters, I think it's in meters. Yeah, about a thousand meters. Which is like 3,000 feet? Yeah. Roughly? Roughly. But still, so if you go from the ocean to 3,000 mm-hmm. feet, that's like... Yeah, and we were still up in the mountains a little bit, so we weren't necessarily too close to the ocean, but um, but yeah, so we, we started going, and it, everything's going good, it's just slow, and um, uh, through the whole entire trip, it was just up and down and up and down, and it's not just like this gradual up, it was like this straight down, cross a little valley, and you're going straight up mm-hmm. this next hill, and then there was this one point where we got to this mountain peak, and it was like this pointed mountain peak and you got up to the top, almost to the top of the peak and you literally, you turned around it and went down the other <laughs> side. It was jungly, so you didn't see, you know, there's really nobody out there. We saw two other vehicles out there. Both of them had horses. In eight hours? Yeah, both of them had horses in the back and they lived out there. Yeah. Like we saw some houses here and there and we stopped and talked to some people. And, wow. Um, I've got some really beautiful pictures. I um, bet. It's gorgeous out there. Like well worth the drive, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but just brutal. Um, I, as I was driving that, I, I said this to you guys and it's pretty funny, but, um, I got out of into third gear on my truck once, like in this whole drive yeah. of 69 miles. I mean, I was in first gear mainly the whole time. Just first gear is like up to like every five miles an hour. Yeah. Five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then second, maybe. And, yeah. just, <laughs> and then what ended up happening, we ended up getting to Natura. It wasn't that bad of a drive. It was just long and bumpy and brutal. And we didn't necessarily knew where we were going. We were chasing cows at one point and all sorts of weird things. And um, So how long do you think that drive, that 69 miles, actually took you up and over? I think it was roughly about, we left, we left about 7 o'clock in the morning and we got there about 5 so in, in the evening. Math? Anybody? Um, Ten hours? Six? I don't even remember. Like, I mean, yeah. it was it was that long. And then just and then we were trying to find the put in. Um, so like uh, ten or eleven hour drive. Yeah. Just a yeah. yeah. A, a bumpy, terrible. And, and they're about to turn around and go back to bring the truck because you're yeah because they were the running the shuttle. Yeah. And I mean, just from an Instagram post of like, hey, you want to help us? Wow. And all of us felt so bad. Like, did they know what they were and doing? Just no, they kind of did. They kind of did. But yeah. what were you saying? Well, just to say, I, I've seen your truck, and you know it doesn't have a very big back seat. It's got the kind of half size <laughs> back seat. So at this point, you've got all your gear for the raft trip, everything else with the truck. The three people of the three of you who are going to be running the river, and then two extras who are running the shuttle. Uh, so that's oh, five man. people crammed in this crammed truck. in this truck. I mean, I felt so bad. I was trying to 
not bounce around so much so I wouldn't destroy the truck or like or the people or the people inside the truck (laughs) and it was just it was really loose and everything was muddy at times there was one point I got stuck and this is when I found out my four-wheel drive doesn't work as well as you would want it to (laughs) but I ended up getting through this little mud spot and and stayed in two-wheel drive you know a lot of weight in the back Mm -hmm. rear-wheel drive I'm getting up these hills and everything It it was good um but so we so we ended up getting to this town Nadara. We and in the guidebook it says like find like the just that path down to the river, you know where <laughs> the where path. the cattle are like stored. So we actually found like the uh, like the cavalry. <laughs> yeah, and you're like oh, it's oh. actually right there. You yeah. know, you move the little stick wire fence that they have up that just has a little loop. And we ended up backing it down and we backed it down a little too far. We unloaded it and everything, and then you take all that weight out of the back of the truck. Real wheel drive, we ended up getting stuck at the pudding. I mean, it's starting to get dark and everything. We, we got everything inflated. These guys are needing to leave. I mean, we were feeling super bad. Like We all came to the conclusion after we left that we would rather go down a river we don't know than drive that road again. Wow. Uh-huh. It was that brutal. Wow. You know, and they're all turning around. And they're going to go do it at night on top of that. At right? At night on top of that. Um, and so uh, we ended up going back to walked into town, asked a guy. He pulled us out with like a tractor or uh, with a truck, yeah. four wheel drive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it has four wheel drive now. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we ended up getting out there, and uh, we we ended up throwing a bunch of rocks in the back of the sure. truck to oh, yeah. weigh it down and yeah. everything. A bunch of rocks, and it actually was kind of like ceremonial. We were just like here. <laughs> You know, because uh-huh. at the end when we came back, the last thing that we did was we took those rocks back out of the truck and we unloaded the truck and it felt really good to do that. Um, but uh, uh, they ended up leaving. We ended up pushing off on the river and we, it was high water. Like it was moving fast. You, you know, when you're on a river and you can feel the water, it's just Do you know how pushing. much volume? Um, we did at one point, um, we stopped at a gauging station. I talked to the people who live out there for like a month. Yeah. Just living at the gauging station. Wow. Taking the gauge. Like, that's it. That's pretty much all they do. Really? And it was, um, I think it was up to like 10, 15,000 okay. at one point. Um, so pretty high volume. meters and whatnot. And it went from two meters down to one. Um, and it, it was just wild how, with like the amount of rain. There were so many valleys. So um, it ended up just fluctuating, but we, we pulled over right after town. We got out there, we set up camp. We were like, it is too dark. We're, we are not going around the corner, you know? Um, and we set up a fire and it was wild. Okay. We set up, the fire started to build and this massive tornado of bugs came to the fire and started swirling around the fire. I'm dead serious. Like, this is, is weird. Like, was it like locusts? Or? No, it was like these gnats. These, these, they saw the light and they right. came. Mm-hmm. And it, we all had to back away. And it was like, they were all just dying. And like this tornado of fiery oh, bugs. Oh, I'm, dead I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. It was crazy. wild. And we're just we're just blown away. Like, what is go- what did we just get into? You know? And then uh, across the river... Yeah, we're in northern Mexico. You know, you, see, you hear stories and stuff. We're in the middle of nowhere. We see all these lights in the jungle, and we're like, oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to die. You know? And we kind of, like, we, we turn our lights off and kind of, you know, hit down and everything. Do you, like, put the fire out? Or? We put the fire out because of the bugs, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it was wild. I've never had something like that happen. Um, and, the, you know, the, the flashlights, everything, it looked like it was just a farmer maybe looking for his things. Everything calmed down. We ended up making our own selves calm down, too. We're like, it's okay. Um, and 
Uh, we went to sleep, everything. We hopped on, went down the river. One of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Huh? What's Dude, the name of the river? The Rio Aros. Aros. And then, uh, what does that mean? Um, Aros, Aros are, are arrows. So, uh, uh, or like, arrow, really. like uh, un arrow. Something un arrow like is a, like a, I'm not a flecha, but it's like an arrow that points this way. Huh. But if you look at the map here, it does a giant horseshoe. So we drove 69 miles um, to Nadara to go 110 miles back wow. to Saharipa. Yeah. And the, the takeout is right there near Saharipa. So it's mm-hmm. really close. Um, and they set up all that. We are, they actually um, are, are, uh, are shuttle bunnies. And honeys <laughs> ended up like going to the takeout and put flags because we had no idea where the takeout was. Too. Oh, that's oh, huge! Wow. Yeah, so that's really cool. Were, like awesome for us. And and so, now were they river people? Did, were they no, voters at all? No, no they just kind of no, none of that. Just jaguar people, like sustainable farming, right? Wow, yep. just just good people. <laughs> and well, um, Randy was a mountain biking guide in the uh-huh. Copper Canyons. Oh, and okay. Allison actually is an animal lover, a zoologist, um, worked in a zoo. She has some of the funniest jokes about animals. Um, <laughs> And uh, uh, we actually ended up seeing them again uh, later on. And, uh, but yeah, good, good people. And so, but they had, you know, they were like, hey, let's just go on an adventure. That was their mentality. They were right. so cool about it. Like, they got it's an adventure. adventure. Like, whatever. We'll drive your car over this shitty road. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, they, they had some jokes. And it was, it was, it was a very funny drive. Yeah. For sure. Good. And at that night, we were all sitting there. We're like, we were like worried. We're like, oh my God, we hope that they get back safe. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. This and that. We have no idea what, what they're going through. Yeah. And we're just going through our head all sorts of different things like, oh, this, that. Like, you know, and we ended up heading down the next day. Uh, we, we floated by this gentleman the next day who reached into the river and he had a big smile on his face and he lifted this catfish out. It was massive. And he's like shaking it. And we were kind of like, oh, cool. You know, catfish. Yeah. <laughs> we were floating on by and, he, and, and he's like shaking it. Like, and, and we were already past the eddy, but it, it, we came to the realization he was wanting to give us the fish. Oh. You know, and he put it back in the water, and he had a big big smile. We were just waving. You know, <laughs> and he picks the fish up again, and he shakes it at us. And it was just like, wow. Like, this person lives out in the middle of nowhere. He's giving us our food, like his food. Because he thinks that we're going into something like, yeah, he's like, you guys are idiots. What are you guys <laughs> doing? You know, I live out here. This, this is easy for me. You know, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, it was... Wild, and then you, we saw maybe four or five other people um, out there. But it was. Were you worried about like, any fish in the river? Like, does Mexico have piranhas? That's like my no, least. That's so scary to me. No, that's more like deep Amazonian jungle. And yeah, getting mm-hmm. into like the Central America. This was too dry. It was, it's more of a desert. It's actually right on the change between desert and jungle. Gotcha. And so when it's the dry season, it looks like it does here. Like, dry everywhere mm-hmm. when we were there it's gorgeous and green and jungly and so i have a wild. picture in my mind of you know just a uh, green verdant huge tree rainforest or, or some kind of a forest coming right up to the river me too um but mm-hmm. that's not not necessarily true it's a little bit more sparse a little bit more arid it was a bit more of a desert canyon yeah with jungle hanging over it and all huh. sorts of like wild huh. plant that's fantastic life. it was really cool and then if you see pictures in the guidebook um of so here's a here's a picture of the drive. You keep referencing That's awesome. a guidebook. There is a guidebook. Oh yeah, it looks like what? Yeah. yeah. Jungly. Yeah, right? okay. If you if you were to go there in the dry season, it wouldn't be green like that. Yeah. It would be just like right. dry. Right. So okay. um you know, and you could you could tell because they had in the guidebook they had two um versions when they went low water where they said they had to actually like 
Portage. Portage a bunch because <clears throat> that river dries up completely. Because it's all just rain, fl- uh-huh. rain fed. Yeah. Is it dammed? Um, it's dammed. Actually, yes, it is dammed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's such a large, you know, right. river that it just collects so much. But yeah, wow. it does pretty much turn into a trickle. From, um, from 15,000 CFS. It's wild. Oh, I mean, that's crazy. Um, so we're, you know, we're cruising on down. And this whole time we're thinking about, you know, our shuttle buddies. <laughs> our shuttle buddies. Right. <laughs> we're hoping they made it back and everything. Um, and, uh, you know, for us on the river, it was, it was, it was beautiful. You know, How many was, days did you spend? It was five days on the river, uh-huh. I think it was. Um, and were you getting out and scouting? Like, what was the well, so pace the, of the day? The river was read and run. To be honest with you, we avoided everything pretty much because we were in a nine foot fully loaded raft <laughs> with all of our food yeah, and uh-huh. everything. So we played it really, really, really um, safely. Uh, and so we kind of like edged things, but it was just big water. But you could see that massive pour over and you're like, oh, let's go around it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, like it was pretty straightforward. The biggest rapid, uh, forget the name of it, but um, it's kind of like. Number the drop at number five on the numbers, yeah, where it's that little V wave, uh-huh. and then it's just nothing. But that was all it was, huh. but bigger. And we we rolled through it really smooth and, and easy. Everything. No big deal. Yeah. Cool. So uh, even the biggest rapid was really straightforward. If you can keep your boat straight, you can make it. You know, and it was big, it was boily, but again, huh. kept straight through. Um, but it was it was more just you know, the sightseeing and stuff too. Just sitting there floating on this flat desert river that's all jungly. That sounds a wild contrast. Really amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, we ended up stopping in places to get our water and everything. Um, I ended up getting a jerry can that was a military grade uh, water filter. Mm-hmm. So we had two cans. We had one that, and it had a pump, its own pump on it. And it worked really well. Um, and so we would go up these canyons, but it was in the rainy season. So all these canyons, every other day were flooding and everything. So we're trudging through mud and trying to get to the clearer water, we found it. But sure. It was it was wild to get just our own our water, and we'd fill up the um, the one can that was that we needed, and with the filter, and then we would just fill that one, and then we'd head on out. Right. We'd filter it later. Yeah. Um, so it worked really well, and we just did like rice, and anything that you could just boil, you know, rice and oatmeal and whatnot, and oh, yeah. a bunch of dried fruits, fruits and stuff, and we made, we made it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, we ended up uh, stopping at this uh, at this water gauging station um, early in the morning, and we met these two gentlemen uh, who lived there for like a month, just um, taking the water, just gauge. taking the water. Yeah, wild. They said they hadn't seen anyone paddle the river in five years. Like uh, it's COVID and stuff. You know, oh wow! Made it right. difficult. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I can't um, imagine a lot of people go down there and and seek it out anyway. No, not really. Um, they're really unknown uh, rivers down there, and they're really really cool and straightforward. You know, something yeah. you could you could do uh, fairly fairly easily and with nothing too crazy. But getting a bigger raft down there, we we, we were talking about how would you make this you know, easier. But the bigger yeah. raft would be great on the river. It's just a question of getting it Absolutely. to the river. Exactly. That right. was always what we ran into was how do you get all that gear heat to right. the river? Because right. you can't fit anything more than... You ain't taking a trailer. Yeah, you're not taking a trailer. Right. It was all in the back of the truck. Like, I mean, so, that, so taking the nine-footer was actually really strategic and, and worked really well in the end because huh. mm-hmm. it, it was light and easy and carried everything we needed. I have it set up. It's my raft, so I have it set up where the thwart's a little bit more forward. So we sit more on the bow, 
but then you got a mule in the back, which balances out your weight. So if you get out of it, it's, you know, it's yeah. mm-hmm. pogoing, you know, or stern stalling <laughs> down the river, <laughs> but, a wheelie. Um, but you know, when you're in it, it actually goes really well. Um, and so, um, but yeah, the, 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 that same day we met those gentlemen at the water gauging station, it actually started raining the first two days. It was drier. Mm-hmm. Each of those nights, the water went down about a meter. Um, and so we ended up getting to the, the main canyon, ran that. That was fun. Straightforward, class three, just kind of big, swirly water. Um, and then we got to this big curve. And, and again, it's a big U-shape. And it was pretty much the peak of that U-turn, everything mm-hmm. where all the other rivers come in. And uh, it was getting late. It started, we, you could see it was going to just dump. And it was getting crazy. And we saw there was a beautiful canyon over there. We saw a nice beach. We are like, yeah, let's stop here, let's stop here. We stopped. One of the best spots, we actually saw um, baby jaguar prints in the sand. Wow. And pictures of it. No, that's cool. Um, and uh, it was in the jaguar reserve, too. That's um, super cool. Just all around, just lush, green, a um, bunch of rivers coming on in. And uh, we got camp set up. We ended up enjoying a nice uh, a nice meal. I caught a catfish. Really? Um, with your hands? No, no. Aww. I caught it with a green grub that I found crawling and um, I just threw it in with line and I just staked it down and uh, came back and I had this giant catfish on <laughs> yeah and it actually it got away it was funny it was a funny like it like those slow I put it on a string and everything to do something and it was one of those like slow slippery like what no come no, back no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and but before that happened when I was taking the hook out you could see he wanted that grub so much. So I picked up the grub and I threw it in his mouth. And even with the hook on, he, he closed his mouth and he goes, <laughs> and like this just smug, flat Good catfish time. smile on his face. You can see, he's just like, thank you so much. Uh, it was funny. But that night it just dumped on us, dumped on us, rain. And, um, did you guys, how did you attend? Uh, tent, yeah, we did, we just tent. brought like a four person big party tent um, mm-hmm. just for all of us yeah. um, and just threw it down and, uh, tarp, uh, no, just no, tent. actually just tent. Yeah. yeah. We, we had, uh, we had just a small foldable table, brought the Coleman, uh, yeah. two, two burner, two burner. Um, we had two coolers. One cooler was the dry cooler and then the other cooler was the, one day wet cooler <laughs> it became the dry cooler yeah. and then of course as the trip goes on one becomes the trash can um, yep. and uh, yeah we didn't bring really anything extra that we, we didn't need and we spot on with food was, we were hungry by the end <laughs> um, but that night we ended up having um, the river came up a, me- a whole meter and uh, I remember going out it was dumping and dumping and like some Things were flying around, and I had to pull the raft up further, and it was, I, like, they, they said that I, like, disappeared out into, like, and I mean, it was, you didn't see anything. It was wet. I was soaked. I was yeah. probably out there for 30 seconds, like, just like, pulling the raft up a little further and clamping down a strap or whatnot, and I came back and just drenched. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. We thought we were going to just get struck by lightning. Was it a thunderstorm too? Oh yeah! Oh wow! It was brutal. Like we were just all sitting there, looking at each other, looking up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! god. Yeah, this is crazy. We're in the middle of nowhere. Like, what happens? Yeah. So it was great. All part of the adventure. Oh yeah. Um, Sounds fantastic. Yeah, we we got up the next morning. You look out, and 
I mean, the river was easily three feet from the tent. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and uh, so we ended up getting on the river that day and we go down and the fluctuation of the river was so odd that we lost track of how far we were going. Like each day we were trying to use the guidebook and look at the, um, right, but, but your speed is changing, but our speed is changing. Right. So we're the last day we were catching, we were, we were hauling. Right. And we, right. we had no idea until we got to this other gauging station. We're like, no, that can't be. No, we've only been on the river for like, no, we couldn't have gone that far <laughs> for like an hour. Yeah. And then we get to this one point where we need to pull over and just make camp and everything. And so we do, cause we, we got past this really beautiful ranch and everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we make camp on this other spot. It did not rain on us that night. But we could see in the distance it was raining hard, and again in the morning it was like it was a up. foot from our tent that day. So it went up another like three feet, and uh, we got on, we loaded up, we headed down. Literally like maybe two curves, we see these flags in the river, <laughs> and we're like, no, no, this can't be. And then we see the bridge, the Sahariba bridge, and we know you do not go past that bridge because then you're not getting out. Oh, wow. This is our takeout. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we saw the flag. I actually have a flag that says, we're, we're, we'll see you soon and everything. <laughs> so they drove down there um, the night before or the day before, and they put flags in the river. And most of them were all covered, covered. with water, too. So um, good thing we could see the um, the bridge and we could see the flag. And everything. we pull over, oh, my gosh, we're here and everything. And we, we get out, and this, uh, this gentleman comes walking down and um, uh, I believe his name was Miguel and uh, he ended up uh, he, it was his family's ranch mm-hmm. and Randy had talked to them to see if we could take out there so behind the scenes they're trying to like figure out how we can like go oh, on wow. other people's properties and everything and like make this you know trip work did you know that they were going to have to do that for you before more or setting less out? the idea was to get in at the mulatos and so there was some other things that went on but um because of covid too apparently a lot of the ranchers like actually passed away a lot of them and so oh, a lot yeah. of the ranchers like it's all kind of split up and it's kind of weird now huh. Huh. Um, but he had his beach there and um we got out and he he invited us up coffee and I'm, t- I'm chatting it up with him and um, I ended up uh, we gave him some gifts I had this big old knife that I had and I gave him the, gave him this knife I was like I mean and it was like this kind of shack place that he lived he had a pool you know he had just a cot that he laid, that he slept on wait a pool and a cot oh I know well it's, it's crazy like it gets so hot there they all have their own just like pools they've made but then you know sleeping like, they don't need a mattress or anything just huh. lying under the stars wow you know and he's got his fire and then he's He's got tortillas that he made, and he's got his pot of black beans that who knows how long they've been hanging up there, but man, those were the best tortillas and beans. We all I sat bet. there just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, just you feel it, and we were, you, we were, yeah, we had smiles on our faces and everything. He was laughing, we were laughing, we were all joking around and stuff, and so, and then we hear the beast. This diesel truck coming. We're like, oh my god! Because we have no idea they if, made it. if they made it, if they're alive. Like we have no idea. We know that they're alive. At least they made it because of the flags. But you know, is the truck okay? Like, did it make it? Because it was that brutal road. We're, we're thinking the whole time, like, what if it's just out there, like, like off in the, the middle side of the road, <laughs> in the middle of the Mexican mountains, just wow. like, okay, go get it. Like yeah. it broke. Um, 
And uh, so they come driving on down. And I'm like, wow, look at it. It's, it's all right there. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Like, you guys made it. And they get out of the truck and goes, boy, do we have a story for you. <laughs> I was like, Uh-oh. oh, my goodness. Because the whole time I was just, I just want them to be safe. Yeah. I could care less about my truck. Yeah. I want you to get home safe and, and everything. Right, so, right. They, so if I could cut it right. So yeah. for our listeners out there, I think this is where the story actually starts. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So the river's over. We had fun. It was blast. The gorgeous place, class three. But the story really was is, is the shuttle heroes. Um, not just us driving there, but like them driving it back. And uh, so they left at maybe seven o'clock that night. Which it's dark. It's getting dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Actually, it was, yeah, it was dark. <laughs> and uh, they, they're, they head on out. We're wishing them well. We're heading out on the river. And um, they said at a few points, it started to rain on them, which made the road super slippery Slick. and muddy. And they actually started sliding downhill backwards. Oh, God. And he put it in four wheel and it made lots of noises, but he had to because he was sliding downhill four wheel. So my transfer case got a little beat up (laughs) um, he ends up being fine and everything and and they make it through all that and uh, they are right at that lookout where you could see Saharipa the lights of the town and everything so they made it like almost all the way back almost all the way 10 10 miles away more or less 10 miles away Um, and they're driving everything and then it just stops the The engine's running and everything it just but it just stops the drive shaft falls off Drive <laughs> <laughs> shaft falls off. Clunk. Yeah. And it's the middle of the night. It's like midnight. You know, they've got. Like, like, it's the middle of the night. Okay. And uh, so they're looking for the drive shaft. <laughs> yeah. And I mean. That's not something you want to look for. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the middle of the night. It, it could have rolled off the cliff face and everything. Oh, Luckily, it was literally right there. Right there. But, and, and I have a bunch of tools and everything. Like, I came prepared to just fix anything that needed. But apparently, I did not have the right size socket, which is a 7 <laughs> millimeter, which is a really small size yeah. for, um, for the uh, drive shaft to put back on. So they were like, oh my gosh, what do we do? Um, and he's a diesel mechanic. So this guy knows what he's doing. Okay. Like, he's a... Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good qualification. Yeah, yeah. So they sleep in the truck um, at that viewpoint and everything. And they next morning they get up and they they start hiking down to Sahibiba. They get a ride into town by a very nice old gentleman, um, and uh, they go to their house. They get their car. He ends up getting his Volkswagen Touareg. Okay, now they have a, a, a Toyota like four runner and everything, but he got the shorter one because the road is so wild and so twisty, you uh-huh. can't take a trailer. So what he his his thinking was basically the Touareg is going to be an anchor for the uh, the Dodge, which is a much bigger vehicle. Uh-huh. And basically, Allison was in my truck braking the whole way down these incredibly steep <laughs> hills. So from this lookout, it's basically. All downhill. It's all basically all downhill. It's all basically downhill, but then there's these like swoops and little like rolls and then roll right. out where he can then tow it, you know, and, and get some in speed neutral, and, but, yeah, yeah. but he can't do that with the other truck that he has, you know, no, it's a Tacoma. So it was a little bit longer. Right. Okay. Wow. So, so he was thinking, man, <laughs> you know, and, uh, 
Um, so he's an anchor to the Dodge and she's just breaking the whole time going down, down these crazy windy roads and everything. And, and they get it all the way there, um, to the town. They end up getting their buddy who was a mechanic on his day off, <laughs> ended up fixing everything, got new, um, um, U joints on there and everything and, wow. and, uh, fixed it up and everything. Um, the brakes were so worn. He actually took the brakes off. He actually like, uh, grinded the brakes back to flat. Um, oh, wow. I mean, did all sorts of things. It took a beating. He, my, and when I bought this truck, it already had a dent in the side. He actually pops a dent out of really? the truck so it wouldn't <laughs> clank as you opened it. And, and literally when I got it back too, like, and I found out that the door like didn't make a noise and it opened super easy. I was like, Damn it, Randy! <laughs> Stop fixing everything here. <laughs> because, because at that point, like, they had done so much to to like get us. Because they, you know, they went down and then they drove back out there and, and then they, dealt with the truck and then dealt with the truck <laughs> and then drove down, picked us up, and put flags down and fixed and your door all be, for an Instagram message of like, hey, <laughs> you want to go on an adventure? And all for us. This is what also gets me. I cried over this. They did all of this. Just so we could go down the river and have fun. Yeah. You know? And, and <laughs> wow, yeah. part of the adventure, like the best part. Yeah. But it, that was just like, huh. it was touching, you know? Like, sure. Oh, yeah. Like he could have left my truck out in the middle of the Mexican, like, mountains. And it set up, doesn't work anymore. And, and yeah, just left us and been like, but no, humanity won on that one. And it would just like really reaffirmed like the kindness and caring of just regular people in this world that want other people to be happy and that's so awesome you know and that's cool and so this story is not done my friends I was about to say <laughs> there's some things I know but I still, still haven't heard the answer to so, so we hear this wild story of them and everything and we're like oh my gosh I gave the mechanic like 200 bucks which he only charged me like 200 pesos which is like I don't know 20 bucks no not even 20 bucks like 10 bucks I don't know nothing I'm like no 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 like here, yeah, yeah, and and we gave them we we all the cash we had like, it ended up being like I don't know five hundred bucks or something we gave them for like shuttling and stuff and we we're like we're gonna like tell everybody how amazing you guys were <laughs> yeah. and like helped us and try and get people like to help out with the nonprofit and and they are up by the way they are <laughs> up for driving this shuttle okay oh. but you're, there are going to be requirements that Randy is going to there's <laughs> needs to be a spare there needs the drive shaft is going to be checked has like, to be there's going to be spare drive shaft yeah <laughs> <laughs> spare tire I did not have a spare tire my friends but don't worry we made it <laughs> um, but he is open to doing that you know um, with you know just if you help out with their uh, yeah and, but he was totally up for uh, for doing that but again the vehicle needs to be appropriate my vehicle was appropriate but we found out what needs to be an appropriate vehicle yep. <laughs> and what needs to operate on an appropriate vehicle yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, and so we ended up um, you know having a big old barbecue uh, thanking them we ended up um, heading out but a little side note on this before we drove that road that road is so out there Randy told us to go to the police station to tell them that we're going on this road and on this river so if we something happens they have our information yeah well we were out there um, he's talking to them we're playing with these little puppy dogs and everything and the lady inside's like ah oh, you should have him take a dog home with him <laughs> so I'm looking at these dogs and they're all sitting there and I'm like oh man I've always wanted to have a dog I've never had a dog in my life <laughs> except for like the family ones you grew up with you know and uh, so I tell Allison, I'm like, Allison, I'm going to take one of those dogs home. You know what I mean? And so she goes on top of like 
the car thing. She goes and gives them all dewormers, feeds them, <laughs> defleas them, you know, like does this, that. Um, and to, for us, when we come back to, you know, pick up the dog. And so when we, <laughs> we came back and, and even just, uh, I'll tell you this, just driving out of the takeout spot, there were three like heavy four wheel drive. And we were just like, Aah! like all of us <laughs> with the energy of our trip and everything uh-huh. and oh, yeah. hearing the story. I mean, Oh, it was brutal. And it was so nice to get on the pavement (laughs) for us. We hadn't been on the pavement in a really long time. And so you're driving away from the river. We got going to the four wheel drive bit before you hit the pavement and you already have your puppy. No, we were, we ended up going to the police station on the way back as we get into town from getting out of that spot out of the takeout and we stop. I, I get out and there's a guy cleaning the back of his truck and I'm like, yeah, no morimos, which means, yeah, we didn't die. And he starts <laughs> laughing. I start laughing. Everybody starts laughing. And then, yeah. And we told him we're here grab a dog and take it home and give it, you know, give it a life. And, uh, and so there was this one dog that we were playing with when we left. It, hadn't, it didn't want anything to do with, uh, with us. He just stayed underneath the, the police truck. But this other little dog, she just kept coming. She was scratching and just kept coming and coming. Oops. That's perfect. And she just didn't want to leave us alone. And, but we were like, no, well, what about... And she just... She's the one. And so we picked her up. She was about three, four months old. What's her name? Her name is Piola, uh, which is a Chilean word for calm or relaxed. Huh. Or if you have a really good line, it's like smooth. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a good clean line. You're like, Piola. You know? Um, <laughs> And uh, because when I picked her up, I was like, wow, you're so piola. Like, you're just relaxed and chill and everything. And she got, I got in the truck. She just laid on my lap and we drove away. And, <laughs> yeah. And so we, we get to their ranch where their school is and everything, Randy and Allison's spot. Um, and they let us camp there and decompress and laugh and all that. And uh, dog, the little puppies running around with Suerte, who's Allison's dog. Um, and they were when we saw them again, they were having a bunch of fun. They're oh, yeah, good right. friends now. And, uh, um, and so, yeah, so we've got a, we got ourselves a puppy dog from Mexico. Um, and Allison also, <laughs> she went and washed our clothes. And oh, she wow. also went to the, uh, to the vet and got a health passport for us to bring her the dog over the border and, wow. and all the shots. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we, we paid for all of those things, but it was like, it was just out of the kindness of their heart. They were like, here, well, let's do this for you. And, and it's like, like, don't do it anymore. It's like, how, you know, but they kept doing it. And it was, just, it was beautiful. You know, it was yeah, beautiful. That is. Um, and so that next day we got up, we said goodbye to them all. We headed on out. We left. Um, we were heading back to the border, Douglas, Arizona, Agua Prietas. And, um, you know, trucks running great. I'm like, I'm like, man, this thing's running great. You know, I'm driving it. It's running, came, maybe going good. back better than you came back. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, bro, whatever you did to it, whatever, it's, it's running great. And so end up getting to Douglas, Arizona, um, at the border. And, um, you know, the best part about crossing in the countries, you know, border crossings. So we pull up into the U.S. side, Mexico. They're like, see you later. We don't even check you, you know. Uh, U.S. side, we pull up, pull up to the window. Um, we all got our passports and everything. They asked us what we're doing and everything. I was like, well, we went and ran this really cool, fun river. It was a crazy adventure. Glad to come home and everything. Um, and, yeah, he, it, was, it was odd. He, he ended up taking his hands as he, he hit the side of my truck like that. It was like, yeah, all right, let's get you guys out of here, you know. And so walks in, looks at our passports and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, kind of like rechecked. Jackson mine was fine, but Sam, there was something that flagged on hers, but he ends up walking around, open the door, pulls her out and handcuffs her. <laughs> Doesn't tell us a single thing. Just pulls her out and handcuffs uh-huh. her. Says so you're being, you know, you're, yeah, your passport has been flagged as you, that you are, you are dangerous. <laughs> what? She's wearing a sundress. <laughs> right? So, you know, the, where you're concealing a weapon is... I don't know. <laughs> you know um, like, we're very dangerous people. Like, we're explaining, like, wait, 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 what, what's going on? And, and, like, things changed at that moment. Went from this crazy, fun, wow trip to, like, whoa, yeah. what's going on? And so I turned, and I'm asking, hey, you can't do this. You can't just take her away. Like, tell us why. And they were reluctant to. And they ended up taking her away. And um, Jackson was in the back. And I was talking to another officer. And... And we're like, oh, our passports are fine. Like, like, why do we have to leave? You know, and they handcuffed all three of us. I'd never been handcuffed in my life. I actually told the guy, I said, a, a life goal of mine was not be handcuffed <laughs> in my life. He's like, well, there's first time for everything. He said, yeah. Jackson actually kind of got jeered around by them. They were a little bit rough on him. We all got put in our own cells. Sam got put over in a different place. I mean, there were like 10 officers on her and like three on me, on Jackson I'm a, I was a school teacher at that time. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Like, he's a dog care, day, doggy daycare owner. Yeah. You know, and she's she's an EMT. I'm like, we serve our communities. Like, yeah. what, what is going on? And they're patting us down. We're all handcuffed. And, and we're like, we have no idea what's going on. No idea. No explanation. And they end up, you know, checking us through. Like, we were not dangerous and everything. They pat us down. Um Jackson and I go out. Sam is still in the main office with everybody else. You know, she refused to go in a cell, actually. She was like, no. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she was very upset. Um, Good and, for her. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, and so, you know, they didn't ask a single thing about this dog that we have either. <laughs> you know, they, they, I showed the passport. He was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> and, and we get to the other side, and this, this grumpy old, I stayed that way, grumpy old, uh, Border Patrol agent walks up. He's like, you're not taking very good care of your dog. Like, you need to get water and food. And I'm like, well, I'm in a jail cell for an hour. (laughs) And I was like about ready to just jump over that table. But I knew, I was like, just deep breaths, you know. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, well, you should have seen it yesterday. You know, it was on the streets. You know, it had no food. It was already filling in. You know, you could see it. And and, and, uh, we walk over the truck. They didn't search the truck in any way, shape, or form. They there was nothing was moved. It was fully loaded with gear, you know, yeah. and nothing's moved or anything. Um, we're sitting there waiting uh, for Sam to get done. And this one officer, Gutierrez, he comes up and he's got this card in his hand and he puts it on the table and it's a complaint card. He says, if you feel like you got treated poorly today, <laughs> <laughs> and he slides this card and we're like, we're like, yeah, we, we did. And we're like, this is, this is BS. Like this, no, this is how, this isn't how like, you know, Pat, like birth certificate, passport holding citizen should be like, we didn't do anything wrong, you know? Right, right. And he's like, if you, and he slid the paper a little further towards us, you know, just like, yes, complain, please complain, complain. Um, and, uh, and he, he actually sat there for a while. Just like, yeah, this, that was wrong. If it, if it was me in charge, it would have gone differently. That was, I'm very sorry. Very sorry. I mean, and you were like, oh, we're just like, we want to get out of here. And we're really 
really upset at our country <laughs> this time. We just want to leave, yeah. you know? And, um, and so we get into Douglas, Arizona, wow, fuming and we're just driving away and we're just like, let's just get home, you know, and, um, fuming about the whole thing still and talking about it. And, um, and we ended up, uh, getting on the highway driving and got to about midnight, uh, after we stopped for some food and whatnot and, um, started hearing this clanking. I'm driving it's your it's nerves are shot yeah. like oh my nerves were shot and <laughs> everything and um and, it, and it, I slowed down and everything and, and it kind of went away so I just kind of stayed at that speed and then it got really bad and just went she was finding out that the belt in the transfer case broke and was slapping the casing yeah um when I fixed the transfer case uh, in October, uh, I took it all apart and yeah, the whole thing was snapped. Right. Everything was broken. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even really realize it and look at it. Um, but that's what happens when you slide downhill in four wheel drive on a Mexican mountainside and <laughs> <laughs> shreds your transfer case. Um, and so we were about 15 miles out of truth or consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> T or C? <laughs> Named after a game show. Goodness gracious. What really? a name of a place to break down out of after a yeah. wild adventure like after that. After a crazy adventure. And, and so we're on the side of the highway. Um, I'm trying to get a tow. I'm calling all night. I even called the state patrol. They didn't have anyone on duty from like 12 o'clock to 6 a.m. in that section of I-25. Uh-huh. And so we're, I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, um, she was very nice. She actually called every hour to see if we were okay, if we got a tow and whatnot. Um, and about four o'clock in the morning, Jerry calls. He's like, Hey, you really need a tow? You still need a tow? I was like, yes, please. Cause I had gone through my insurance that, at that point and they were like beaming. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get everybody. Yeah. And I got this new puppy dog that's like stretched out across the whole, you know, front bench of this truck and I'm like curled up on the side just like this dog's <laughs> taking over everything already <laughs> of course as, they, as, <laughs> as, they as it should indeed and um and he comes he picks us up he's a, he was really nice and everything he, he he put it on um the back he drives us back to truth or consequence he drive, drops us off we're having fun conversations telling us we're telling him about this crazy adventure getting handcuffed and everything yeah at the board he's like oh yeah that's normal <laughs> you know, like, like pretty much he, he put that presence out there um and uh there's usually always problems and um he ended up dropping us off he took us over to a gas station i left my wallet inside of his truck he lives like another like 15 minutes away from truth or consequences I was like, I wallet. I call. He calls me back. I got your wallet. He comes back. He drops it off. He he asks, it, you know, if you need anything, please. Like, if you even need to store this truck at my place, I'm totally fine. Like, like he was just friendly as can be. Um, and we're at the gas station. They're letting us get free coffee and like laughing at our story too. We got this puppy that's just sitting there. And we're like, what do we do? We look across the street and we're like. There's a U-Haul over there. Because we're like, we need to get to school. I've got to, I got to start school. Like, Jackson's got to get back to his family. You know, Sam's got to work, too. We're like, we got to get home. And uh, and we got a bunch of gear, too. You know, right? And uh, we're not leaving it. <laughs> yeah. down at the at this uh, uh, mechanic shop. So uh, we're 
we're like Jackson walks over he's like oh there's like one or two like one of them has a flat like the others are like oh man is this gonna work and everything and and they don't up until nine so we're over at the gas station actually we went over to another spot and then I came up to the idea we went and got a sandwich and stuff talked to this really nice lady who um, everyone was just like super nice helped us out this guy drove me back to the truck because I was like you know what maybe I can just take the transfer case off like the front axle right and just disengage everything yeah Everything, which it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't go. <laughs> but at this time, Jackson was also like plan B U-Haul because we went over at nine and the guy was like, no, unless somebody brings one back, you're here for the weekend because it was like a holiday weekend too or something. I, Always. Every time. Yeah. Okay. I know. And, uh, and they're like, nothing's open in TRC on the weekend. You know, so, um, <laughs> and uh, we're eating our sandwiches and um, I head over to the truck. About five minutes later, Jackson calls me. He's like, someone just showed up with a U-Haul. I was <laughs> no like, way. Do it, let's do it. And so he, he rented the U-Haul, he drove over to where I was. We loaded up the back of the, I mean, we threw everything in the back, the raft, the kayak, all of our gear, everything in the back. I even kind of took all the things from the my toolbox too. Sure. I was like, I don't know how long this truck's gonna be here, if it's gonna get broken into or whatever. And uh, so we just threw it all in, and then Jackson uh, hops on in and drives drives it pretty well all the way back to Salida. And I get to a point where I just broke down, and just was like, I started crying actually because it was just so much. That's a stress and everything. Like just left my truck in Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. It's a lot going on. <laughs> a rowdy trip. Got arrested. And we were just like, ah! <laughs> and I just was like, <laughs> yeah. Slam your head on the table, huh. you know. <laughs> Um, and wow. so we ended up rolling into Salida to the most beautiful sunset, by the way. Um, and it was just this most, the most celebratory and ridiculous thing because we were rolling into town in a U-Haul truck. And people were like, oh, you guys move. We're, we're at the gas station. You guys moving somewhere? <laughs> no, I got a story for you. you know? It's like you got 10 minutes or 20 maybe. Like seriously. Sure. It was, it was pretty funny. Um, and we rolled into town and got there right about, I don't know, right about, uh, six o'clock maybe, but yeah, right at sunset. I mean, beautiful sunset. Yeah. It was like, welcome home, you welcome crazy home. adventurers. And wow. And I ended That's up taking, wild. taking the U-Haul down to Hecla Junction where I was campground hosting and everybody was all like, what is, why is there a U-Haul at this campground? Stories my car. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah. So ended up getting the truck later on a few month a uh, month later towed it back up here i rebuilt the transfer case and actually ended up going back to mexico and spent about two months driving around and having blast down there went to the micos river and surfed and yeah mexico is a really cool place wow. yeah sounds like a beautiful place wonderful people i mean wonderful people if there's one thing i'll always say about going on trips is the people you meet are always just the, the best you know that's yeah, such a cool story. And they, and they want to help you. And, and the people of Saharipa were so intri- intrigued and interested. Like, they were like, we want to go. <laughs> that would be so fun. Like, get to know your, our, our river, you know. And, and, yeah. and there's a big push in Mexico of, like, ecotourism also. Sure. And, like, doing this. And so it was, it was a lot of fun sharing that with all of them. A dream of mine would to be take, like, a big raft trip and take the people of Natara and Saharipa 
down the river so they could see what flows away from them, mm-hmm. you know? And that it's not so this cool. craziness, yeah. you know, that you can actually, you know, go down there. And, but that road is so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> the road to Nathara. Nathara. <laughs> That was a, a fantastic story. story. Yeah, <laughs> I've been. I, that's been a long time coming. I've we we like Josh <laughs> has been purposefully not telling me this story so that I could get the full effect today, and I'm glad I waited. That, <laughs> glad that was a fantastic story. Well, I will put it on the, make make me want to go on an adventure. <laughs> that well on on that note, I've I've been on a lot of adventures, and that is by far number one really all this like all around all encompassing adventure i've ever been on in my wow life. Right. that's like, saying something yeah <laughs> like that was that was crazy like that's the, so cool the, the drive the shuttle the being arrested the beautiful <laughs> place taking a boat that probably isn't the right boat but worked perfectly mm-hmm. for you know what what it was because we couldn't have taken anything else that's the definition of adventure right there <laughs> cool. seriously yeah yeah I know I have some follow-up questions. I'm going to eat a cookie. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do you, you, you deserve a cookie after that one. <laughs> do you have any follow-ups? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm still a little lost on, well, not lost, but um, w- when they let you go after they handcuffed you mm. at the border, is that, so is that on your record in any way? I, or, or do you even know? I don't even know. Um, so what ended up happening... Um, was um, they said that it was like a mistaken identity and that huh. she flagged up as somebody who was really dangerous. Who was something different. Armed. It was like a similar name or the so, same well, name. Well, so her last name is Bell. So it's a very similar last name. So the list of people that are probably coming up on their screen is massive, like John Smith or something, right. you know, yeah. anything like that. Um, so that's that's what I'm assuming. But actually, I think that they really just, in the end, it seemed like they wanted to do it just to mess with us. Huh. Like, to take our trip. Because we were, like, so excited. It was so fun. It was crazy. The people were great. It was amazing. And then just, like, well, here, let's just mess with you guys and, and right. make your trip not as amazing. It really did feel like that in the end, which was sad. Yeah, that's a bummer. That um, is a bummer. But in retrospect, I mean, it, it really added to the full, yeah. <laughs> it did. The full you know, the full experience. story really of experience. Yeah. I mean... I mean, the story, like, is, to me, like, it's incredible. Like, all of it put together. That's why it, it tops number one. It's huh. Yeah. Top pedestal. Just keeps coming. Um, but we ended up going back to Mexico. And we went through Douglas, Arizona, again, when we left. And it was, it was just Sam and I. We went on our like, two-month little um, road trip. And we went through the same place. And... Uh, some lights flashed and everything, and the guy asked me, hey, do you have any firearms? And I said, no, 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 I don't. And he looks at me, and he goes, I recognize you. <laughs> and, I, and I turn to him, and I go, well, you should, because you put us in handcuffs. And I recognized him, too, and Sam did, too. Because like, we were like, oh, my God, that's, that's the guy. That's the guy. Like, like, well, there were, like, 15. Like, we were surrounded. It was yeah. guys, gals. It was everything. It was just like... And, but he recognized us and I was like yeah you, you didn't even tell us why we were being arrested and we got like, oh, and, and we complained and everything and, and his demeanor went from like big like oh, I'm an official ho 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 to like putting his head down and kind of stepping backwards in shame huh. it was what I felt and Sam and I both saw in that moment was just like oh oh <laughs> like he like 
probably never thought he'd see us ever again. Oh yeah. Right. You know? Um, and he was like, he's like, well, what are you guys doing? I was like, well, we're, we're going back and visit our friends and everything. Go run the river again. Cause it's super fun. You know? Cause, and I was still heated from just like being able to, you know, let off a little steam from that incident. Oh yeah. Um, on the retros. <laughs> And uh, he's like, oh, do you have any firearms? I'm like, no. He's like, okay, be safe. And just kind of like you know, <laughs> swatted us through, get out of here, like embarrassed almost. Yeah, like, right? It got reprimanded because I, I called when we were at that gas station, Truth or Consequence, and I was like, I want badge numbers. I want names. This is not how you do it. Like, we didn't do anything wrong. We were complying with everything. We were, I was like, search the entire vehicle. You're going to find stinky raft gear. <laughs> like, you know, like, no a raft, food. Kite, no food, nothing. A dog. You know, and then, yeah. And we thought the dog was going to be the biggest problem. And everybody asked that. Like, well, how about the dog? I'm like, no. <laughs> they don't care. Like, they don't. Um, wow. And, huh. uh, and so, and Sam also compl- uh, wrote a complaint, a pretty hefty complaint. And so, um, yeah, so we, we, I don't know if we have something on our record, but they were certainly, we, we were certainly remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. you might. Yeah. I guess this kind of goes along the same lines, but I'm always like, I have no idea anything about Mexico. I've been there once when I was like 10 to like a very touristy place. Mm-hmm. How, how safe was like the towns you were in, like the places you are? Um, like, how do you, how do you know? Well, I'd wager it very much depends on where you are Indeed. and what regions you're in. Yes, that is a true statement. Um, I would say where we were um, in that area, we kind of, you know, we hear all these stories and everything. Yeah. Um, but the main rules are don't be out at night, like driving at night. Um, mainly, not necessarily like because of maybe crime or like cartel presence, but because the roads are so bad too. Mm-hmm. And you're you're just going to turn a corner, hit a huge pothole, and now you're out there all night. Right. Possibly with um, more danger. More danger. Um, on the river, it was kind of like, well, who knows? You know if. You know, were so, you on private yeah. property? Were you just camping in the reserve? Was no, it? it's just it's it's all kind of private, but reserve. Nobody really necessarily owns it, but there was fence line and everything. Yeah, um, huh. it, you could see their cattle and everything just walking. They were like, like walking out <laughs> with us, and trying to figure out who we were. Yeah, um, I would say for that little trip when we were there, it felt completely safe. Everybody was super friendly. All the people in town were really friendly. Like mm-hmm. all the time. Um, the last time we were down there, um, these last two months from like October to December, um, there were definitely some places you, you don't want to stop. Right. Like, um, the Sinaloa state, um, you want to, you want to just kind of keep driving through there. Yeah. Um, like, uh, um, Culiacan, uh, like right here, this is like, this is known as like the, the El Chapo kind of area yeah. where those guys are. We stopped at Mazatlan, um, and again, safe, never had any troubles, never really had anybody. I'm a fluent Spanish speaker, so that does help. Yeah. I will say the, the police is kind of a hard thing to deal with. Um, I had to bribe a police officer on Christmas Eve because uh, he was just out for money, and I was calling him out on his lies <laughs> and you didn't expect that and so i gave him 500 pesos and said merry christmas which is like 20 bucks yeah it's like 20 bucks but it wasn't i was upset because i wasn't i didn't do anything he said i was speeding and i was not because i was going super slow to allow him to pass me because i didn't know if he, but he was yeah. actually trying to pull me over and uh and i was just like hey you he told me i was going 95 
kilometers an hour, or no, 80. Then he said I was going 95. Then he wrote in my ticket I was going 90. And I was calling him out on all of that because I couldn't <laughs> understand what he was saying. You know? yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of it, too, if you go down there, just be careful. They want to pull over people, and they, what they want to find is, is dollars more than anything. I mean, we got pulled over leaving the Sinaloa Estate, and it's mainly that Sinaloa Estate when we were on the west side um, that had a few, like, checkpoints um, and that's all they asked for. They're like, dollars, dollars, do you have dollars? And I'm like, no, I have Mexican pesos because I'm in Mexico, you know. Yeah. Um, but if you have a lot of dollars, you know, that's not really a recommendation to drive around with a lot of dollars in Mexico because they want those because they can exchange it. Right. Um, and they said it was because of, um, like, falsified dollars and stuff. They're trying to find, I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're doing. Interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, so, it's really more the, the, the officials that are kind of more nerve-wracking than the people right. at times. And then we ended up going over the Miko server, Ciudad Valles, um, which is on the eastern side. Um, and that place is awesome. Um, and, but you just, you just got to be careful at night. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, don't be out at night if you don't know where you're at. And why not? Other than that, I had no troubles, really. And I think the main point I'm getting at with that question, or getting to, I guess, mm-hmm. is... Would you recommend this trip? Totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially up in the, to the Aros, like be ready to have a vehicle that can handle it, you know, and, uh, you can hit up these people and they would be more than happy to help you out if you help them out. Yeah. Um, you know, and they let us camp on their, their spot and, uh, Tell us the name of, of their organization again. Um, Tierra del Jaguar.com. So it's land of the Jaguar in Spanish. Yeah. Tierra del Jaguar. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, and uh, um, they have a website there. It's a nonprofit um, and it mainly uh, trying to just build that eco uh, farming and everything. That's great. But uh, yeah, they've got a good little spot to camp and everything. And like I said, if, you, if your truck checks out, <laughs> that was the one other question I have written down here is a word you just said spot. Did you bring. Like river safety, ah uh, yes stuff. Uh, did you bring a spot? Did you bring an inreach? Uh, funny, it's funny you say that. Um, we we brought a spot, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the Garmin ones. Sam actually had it, um, and we were texting them just with that ability to. Because um, there's, say, I'm hey, assuming there's good. no cell service. No, absolutely. In not. the middle of this random canyon. No, there's right. nothing and everything. And and we had mentioned that like, oh hey, well we've got this just in case. We can send a message out. And when we got out of the river, Randy had like looked into it and everything. And it was, it's kind of funny, but, um, he would have probably been the one coming to get us. Like, cause, cause it's not that it like sends out to one or it's going to send it out to like an area. And he's literally the person that knows that area the best. Yeah. Like all those roads back there and everything yeah. for being the, the, um, manager of, the Jaguars or he was driving through those whole areas. Right. It literally would have been him. And he said it probably would have been a week if you, to get out there to you guys. Like yeah. that's how far out we were. Wow. So that was, that was one of the pieces that was yeah. like, we were out there. Do you take like an extra beefy first aid kit? Did you? Well, we brought just, um, we had our first aid kit that we had, um, Sam's an EMT. So, um, we filled up what we needed for you brought your own medical. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Brilliant. so we had just what we needed. Um, but, uh, we, we really, we really were as basic as possible. Yeah. yeah right. It wasn't anything more than that. And you um, as a kayak instructor have a woofer and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So you have, we have all that. We all have basic first aid training. Yeah. And it was, 
we just took it easy. We were really just really safe about a lot of things. We didn't maybe go adventure off too far to didn't push get it. ourselves. Yeah, there's no expedition mentality Parks right. service helicopter flying you out of there for right. free. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <Oof>. right? <laughs> a little more to think about than. Yeah, so he was saying that maybe you know, a U.S. trip. If we had had something happen and we had to use the spot and everything, it probably yeah they probably would have called Saharipa and then the people in Saharipa the police would have been like, him. "Hey, Gringo Randy," because that's what they call him down there. Gringo Randy, <laughs> your friends are dead go get him. But it was it. He was like, it probably would have been like a week. So, so that's even crazy. Those, even bringing it, it's great. We were able to message them and say, "Hey, you're okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we'll see you tomorrow. Every this and that, um, and know that they were okay too. Like, right, hey, they made it back. A little more um, peace of mind. But Could get you out of a tough spot. It's not like an overnight be... or like five hour deal at times. Yeah, you know, especially in places like that. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were, that road barely even became a road that was passable in a vehicle. Like, wow, five years ago, it was all horse. You know? Wow. So, and these people in Natara, like, live there. I mean, I think the best way, if you wanted to, like, do something cool over there, get a helicopter. <laughs> Drop all the gear off with helicopters. I'm going to buy a helicopter. It's 60 miles. I mean, boom, boom, up and over, done. Yeah. Yep. Easy. Yeah. And then maybe bust some people over driving because it's a beautiful drive. Yeah. Beautiful drive. A little bumpy. A little bumpy. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, that is that is the real Arros. Um, again, class three. Desert, kind of bigger water if you get it with good flows. Straightforward uh, white water, but the other parts of the adventure are are wildly are impressive. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah that's a fantastic story. Any, any other questions or follow up on? <laughs> yeah, I got. I have. Well, do you need more about the story? Oh, I could probably go on about this all day, but it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lot of funny jokes that came out of that whole drive. Yeah, yeah. Stick five people in a in a truck. Oh yeah. I bet. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm thinking we might have to have you on again because I there you mentioned a story earlier that I'd like to hear. Okay. I, I know you've had a big swim before. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to allude to that, and I, we probably shouldn't go into that now. But um, I do have two uh, more boating related questions for you um we're trying to do this for all of our guests on every episode i see and um i'm curious now's the hard part yeah that's the really hard part we're making you choose your favorite boat and your favorite section of river man that's so hard and uh let's give some examples mike harvey said he liked the ripper he said it was his favorite boat I he, would, said, he said the numbers was his favorite section of river. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, I know my boat. It's the current boat that I'm in right now, my Prion uh, Cali. Cali. I, I've had the most fun in that boat. How old is that I boat? I say you've been in that guy for a few years. Five or six years, I think. Right before, the, right before Darren McCoy lost all of his boats in that fire. Oh, wow. In the, in the Paradise Fire, um, I ended up getting it. In California? Uh, yeah. Prion? Yeah, he what? was he was he was shipping him over from Germany, and then there's not a lot of people who bring him over, and I think that yeah, he started bringing him over, and then uh, like and he lived in paradise. Yeah, and then the fire like melted his whole his whole warehouse. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, so he could, he's like yeah, wow, <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I have I feel like I have a relic or something. I can't, yeah, you I do. Be, um, 
and, and I mean, I'm, I'm an instructor trainer for ACA. You know, I could get any boat for pro discount. I paid full price, 1300 bucks for that thing because plastic's good, boat's good, and the design is good. It's fast. It moves well. It carves well. It's got good balance. It rolls easy. And, and I still have the space to put a four-person tent if I want. Wow. With pillars now. So they've got some small kind of two-by-four style pillars. Yeah. So it's, it's got a lot of uh, good um, kind of rigid form to it now it's not as flexy as the old ones yeah. and they also now have um a rail under mm-hmm. the seat so the oil canning problem has disappeared i've had that boat for so long i don't have oil canning going on so well, yeah yeah so and you're you just listed a creek boat basically yeah that's which, a creek boat. which wouldn't be my first choice <laughs> but you've also run a lot of really hard stuff so yeah. that kind of makes that makes a lot of sense i have i have but speaking of really hard stuff oh man oh geez I can't do this. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the rivers in Chile are so good. Um, Just give me a top. Top one. <laughs> Action oriented. Nature and scenery. Oh, it's up to you. Spiritual. <laughs> I know. Um, you know, I would have to say one of my most favorite trips that I've ever done was the entire... Um, Rio Claro in Chile mm-hmm. in one day. Um, it was with a few friends. We started up at the Vento de los Saltos. So it was, it was some like 50 waterfalls in a day. It was awesome. 50 waterfalls? Some, more or less like if you add 22 waterfalls up top and then the Entre Saltos that has the caracol, which is the 50 foot. Uh-huh. That goes the corkscrew, the, I think. The corkscrew oh, one. Yeah, that yeah, was that's, iconic. Yeah, so... Um, that section, and then you go run the Siete Tazas down below, you're literally running like 50 waterfalls in, in a day. You do have to get out and then go around like some other portages to get to the Siete Tazas, but that place is just gorgeous and yeah, <laughs> special place. Um, I don't know, I have so many I can get. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, yeah. Yeah, Josh. That'd be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 50 waterfalls. I, I don't think I've run one, so it's, cool. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cool place. If you get there, it's Nothing, nothing cra- crazy as you might think when you go into this like deep canyon, but it's straightforward, more or less. You know, there's that one part where you're like, <laughs> you gotta go through the slot. But you have to be super narrow. Yeah, you just put your paddle over your head and hold on for the ride. Well, but a lot of it's flat, clear as can be, and you're just looking down in this canyon. And then, and especially after the 50 footer, the cartical, you go around the corner, and there's less, like this 80 footer coming in. And, um, and I, my buddy goes back behind it and he's like, welcome to the cathedral. <laughs> and it's just like, we're behind the veil of the waterfall. And it's sure. just like in this inescapable canyon. Oh, it's probably, you know, a little bit about that. And it's just, you know, this is an incredible place. So I would, I would put it on that. Real claro. There you go. Ay. Perfect. No me acuerdo. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. So... We need to make a trip happen. Yeah. This is basically so what it have, comes down we have, to. We have a couple of trips, actually, yeah. we need to make happen. <laughs> That'd be a fun one with just, like, kayaks, too. And, like, get in at the Mulatos. We're at the mine. So, like, so that you can, like, get a little bit more. That adds, like, two or three more days. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fun, fun. Could do. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> well, gracias a ustedes. Thank you well, very much, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Yeah, you guys are welcome. That, that was, was fun. super Great fun. Time. I always wanted to do that. Yeah, well, I think we'll definitely have to have you on again, which shouldn't be too hard, I don't think. I got stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the man with stories. I got yeah. stories. 
Well, uh, we'll put a link um, on the Kayak Nerds website for uh, that organization, and uh, we'll go from there. Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and shout out to Jackson Bond and my girl Sam Bell for doing heck yeah. uh, one heck of a trip, and Randy and Allison for uh, driving our shuttle. Craziest shuttle ever. Yeah. yeah. Jackson <laughs> ended up giving them uh, the beer koozies. I'd say shuttle bunny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So they, and they send pictures like Love it. with their koozies <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, you guys earned that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Like best shuttle bunny in the world. <laughs> all right, folks. I think that's all for today's episode of the kayak nerds. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Excelente. Gracias. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Yeah. yeah, great times. Cool. That was fun. That was great. Yeah.